And away we go. Right, pick a color. Pick a color, Both. pick a color, pick a color. All right. I pick this color. I get Greg likes like these dollar good. glow sticks. Makes me open one every time. It's a, it was a buck fifty for a pack of 12 of these little things, the bracelet guys. You should buy these and go to concerts and sell them. I should. I could <laughs> make bank. Sell them for a dollar each. People would pay. All right, so the pre-show beer is the beer I was raving about on Twitter. And this is a Fathead's Headhunter that has been in the bottle for less than four days. It is, what, about 70, <laughs> 76 hours old now? Wow, Pretty that fun. is very good. Wow, that's very bright. Um, very alive. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm. Floral, citrusy. Mm-hmm. Juicy. Fucking delicious. It's quite good. See what you mean. Fresh IPAs. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, they, they, they have their place, don't they? Ooh, that is really, really good. <laughs> you know, it's... We're so, so lucky. Yeah. That we can find maybe not a three-day-old version of this, but we can get this beer any time mm. we want. Yeah. And... You wouldn't have to go very far to find it on tap somewhere, and that, it's just a wonderful beer. It's excellent, truly excellent. This is as good as I assume any of those um, super fresh. Like had um, I had an enjoy by at uh, Mad Mex on the Friday, Thursday. It was good. I think this beats it for mm -hmm, sure mm -hmm. with brightness and everything. Yeah, yeah. This is. <laughs> Super fresh. Mm. Happy Father's Day, indeed. It was funny. Heather's like, need anything? I'm like, yeah, I'm really low on drinking beers in the fridge, right? It's all show beers that are in there right now. And uh, um, she was like, went to Johnny Eagle and showed me the draft board for Growlers. And I'm like, well, if I knew she was going to get some new stouts or something. I'm like, if you're going to the beer distributor, pick a case of Headhunter. When she got back, she's like, damn you. I was going to buy you a case of Headhunter for Father's Day. <laughs> <laughs> it just, it, you know it's going to be at the beer distributor, and it's one of the best beers you can find. So mm -hmm. it's like, yeah, that's going to be the beer that fills my fridge. Yeah, that's, it, it's a, as a go, as go-to beers go, <laughs> Yeah, it's, uh, it's up there. I mean, yeah, it, it's like, it's like if, as if we had Pliny in our market, right? Yeah. Basically. Yeah, yeah, I'd say it's it's on par with that. Hell, it could even be on par with some of the whales, bro. Mm -hmm. so, Pliny's a, a, a whale. Yeah, I'm talking about like the silver can whales. Right. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> yeah. This is um, as good, as good if not better than any Henny Topper I've had. Sure. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. I never had a super fresh one. Right. But I imagine it, it's got to be similar to this. Yeah. Yes, I agree. Have you listened to the Hamilton soundtrack yet? Uh, the first, uh, the, yeah, the, the the first half. Okay. Half, yeah, I plan on listening to the second half. Um, but uh, I, I was enthralled. I listened to it this week, and you know, I, I had no idea what it was. It's good and, to have the lyrics with you. Yeah. Um. So Amazon Music, right, has uh, the lyrics like karaoke style, yeah. right on, right on the phone app, so you can kind of follow along, especially when it's a narrative story like 
like Hamilton. Yeah. But oh yeah, it's like <laughs> I don't want to like jump on John Oliver too much. But it's really fucking good. It, it's I think what what's what's really interesting about what it's doing uh, is it very it, obviously people have heard that you know it mixes rap and uh, other things into uh, this musical format. But mm-hmm. what that there is a there's a running theme throughout the the you know it's introduced I'm gonna get my shot. Right, that sort of, and that theme. Yeah, there's a through. bunch of there's a bunch of through lines that yeah. come back mm-hmm. and get plucked, right, all the way through. I mean, not just the shot one, but there's other. Yeah, like, there's other. Like there's other, other ones. Yeah, uh, and another theme that goes through is the constant beat, right, and that kind of gets nailed into you as it keeps going along, and and you start to think with that beat. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's very expressive. It's it's hard to describe without listening to it, but yeah, it's very very good. Yeah, I was surprised. I, I didn't know anything about it other than the hype. And then when it was, when they had the author do a little bit of it on, mm-hmm. was it the Tonys? Yeah, that wasn't the Tonys where I saw it. He did the thing on last week tonight, short thing about oh, something else, okay, right? Right. Oh, it was about Puerto Rico, Puerto Rico, right? And um, you know, it was like an interesting style, and whatnot. And I'm like. I'm gonna check this out, and yeah, from the beginning, it has that rap weaved in. Mm-hmm. It gets some songs are much more show tunish mm-hmm. than so it's not all straight up rap. But oh, yeah, I've listened to it like not the whole way through, but I've I've been listening to certain songs like all week. I, I've only listened to it once, um, but I really did enjoy it, and I haven't gone back because I I don't want to listen to it again until I've listened to the whole thing, and then I'll uh, mm-hmm. go and listen to it again. But I've heard the first half. So if you're a Prime member, you can I love on. I love the King. King. If you're a Prime member, you can go on Amazon Music and listen to it. Okay, well, I am a Prime member, so there you go. So you yeah, just go on Amazon Music and listen to the whole two CD set and uh, free, no ads. Probably a great way to listen to it. Yeah, in a sense that that's a cool thing they do. Though it, they they make King George sort of the the older musical, uh-huh. right? And 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 Hamilton and the musical itself, and the by extension, uh, the country of America is the young upstart that's trying new things. Right. Well, and even even, I mean, Hamilton is street compared yeah. to, to to the other people who the are other the, founding yeah, fathers. Yeah. So, yeah, it's I you know. I, yeah, re- and if you have the opportunity, follow along with the lyrics because you're not going to catch it all the first time. Yeah. And it's it had me reading, read, you know, I haven't read his biography or anything, but I was checked out his Wikipedia page. You have a lot of and, respect for for Alexander Hamilton, doesn't he? Oh yeah. <laughs> um. All right. Well, so lots of lots of stuff happened this week. One of the things is, of course, the Penguins won the Stanley Cup. Uh, you and I both went to the parade, as it turns out. Okay. Uh, at work, they gave us uh, time to just go and go into town and oh, that's cool. Enjoy the parade. And uh, where did you go? We went because you know, we went by uh, the train. Okay. To right outside uh, Grant, right outside the steel building. We were probably pretty close to each other. It's it's possible. I, I was right on sixth at the at the bottom of sixth and Grant. Like, so right beside the steel building. So you probably came down the hill and may have been standing like 50 yards, less than 50 yards it, from it, me. It, we wouldn't have found each other. I mean, <laughs> but yeah, I have, um, let's see here. I have a nice video of Stanley Crosby with the cup. Sydney. 
Sydney. So I, so I screwed up, right? I was holding my camera up above my head like this the whole time. And for the entire team part of the parade, it was on video. And I'm snap, 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 snap. Oh. So I got like, a, I got 45 two-second videos. <laughs> Here's it. Turn off that audio. <laughs> Here you go. Let me see your video. Let me see where you were. Come on. All right, hold on a second. Camera roll. This is the cup video. And it looks like it's going to be blocked by somebody with their phone, but then fortunately their phone goes away and you get to see the cup and all its glory. This is fascinating air, I know, but. <laughs> I did, I did end up getting a good shot. Oops. Uh, so, that's 6th Street, right? Uh, yeah, I guess so. I was just off to the right-hand side of your frame here. <laughs> Let's see if there's any shots where you're like aiming more to the right. I, there are a couple of stuff where I, I, I do some uh, 360s. See, I mean, we were like right outside the steel building, the the entrance to the T. Mm-hmm. Where am I? I should be in this shot. <laughs> oh, that's a video. This is great radio. Yeah, I know. We'll we'll do it afterwards. We can explore to find yeah. you later. I'm probably in one of those photos. That, that, that's cool. That's funny. <laughs> But, um, yeah, I mean, big whoop. But anyway, so I, I thought it was fun because, um, I mean, let's face it, I don't really care about the pigments. But uh, I'm happy other people are happy, and I've never been to an event like this before. I've never been to, like, a parade. Yeah, I mean, so I wasn't really, like, into the parade. Mm-hmm. But like you, it was so close. How could I not go? Mm-hmm. I mean, for me, what we did was... One of the co-workers who had a minivan who wasn't going to go to the parade, we snook- snookered him in, and he just kind of took us across the bridge and went down Penn to the end of Penn, right by Grant there. And we all jumped out, mm-hmm. and he just went back to work, you know. So, super easy. And, uh, yeah, I mean, it's not like I was, felt like I was 14 when the Pens won their right, first yeah. cup, you know. Yes, I was excited that they won the Stanley Cup. It's super happy about it. The parade thing... I don't know. It's hard to, f- especially when the the parade was insane, right? Where what seven ducky boats filled with like yeah. E- it was, I, I'm hoping it was Penguin's staff, but that, that's what I assume it was, right? I mean, like front office people and stuff yeah. like that. And then you know, but they had all this filler mm-hmm. of these people you just don't recognize. And then when the team starts coming, you know, except for like a couple of the superstars, it's like they. Three, you know, three of the players mm-hmm. in a single truck. You know, it's like spread out the players a little yeah, bit more. That's yeah. what people wanted to see. And uh, yeah, so oh, it was really interesting how the mayor and everything like went off right at the start time. It was the mayor and like in the I, f- I didn't follow okay. any of anything so, except so, for what I saw. So right at the beginning, there was the mayor and the former mayor and some other people walking, and then North Allegheny's marching band came through. 
And then it was like 25 minutes before anything else went through. Yeah, there was that. Yeah, that was weird. But uh, maybe they just had some delays, some issues. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, but yeah, it, it was it was fun and it was an experience. I'm glad I did it. Uh, and uh, I, I would probably do it again too if another one of these things happened because it's it's uh, you get that sort of experience of being with a whole crowd of people and that's mm-hmm. uh, it's a, it's a rush. Yeah. Yeah, I was like, I was debating like, how early do I leave? Do I want to get a prime spot yeah. in front of the stage? I'm like, no, that's that doesn't. Seem I, I didn't stay it. for any of that. Uh... No, we. I mean, if you were you were near me, we weren't anywhere near the stage. Yeah. So that the, did you see any of the shots like where they're going past the parking garage though? I mean, that just I didn't, I, those are some great photos, right? Because okay. it's you know it's a multi tier parking garage and there's people lining uh-huh. every tier of the parking oh, garage yeah. and that's the backdrop for the penguins with the Stanley Cup and stuff and they're great photos. Okay, I'll take a look for those. That does sound cool. Uh, but so that happened. Um, anything else happen? Um, mountain of dead people. Oh right. <laughs> Yeah, it's becoming so normal that uh, you forget I, about. I, I forget about it. Forty nine dead people. Um, I don't have anything interesting to say. Yeah, nothing. Certainly, nothing new to say. What What does seem to be interesting is uh, the facade of Donald Trump is crumbling. Okay, I haven't really paid attention to Trump this week. the The idea that he is, I, I'm. Now, really beginning to change my prediction. Oh, okay. Uh, it really now looks uh, almost uh, completely opposite of how I thought it was. I was buying into a, a narrative, I think, that um, was artificial. And, and the reason was I tweeted a little bit about this last night. I don't know if you read any of it. So I, I saw a couple of the tweets. I didn't dig in to make sure I caught the whole thing or anything, but I saw a few. Uh, you know, his response to this. Uh, disaster was to be self congratulate was to accept congratulations. Yeah. How? Uh, one of the first tweets. Let's see if I can get the exact details of the tweet. Um, so I'm not making anything up. Just search for Donald Trump douchebag, right? Okay. So the tweet was uh, probably what you would... So this thing happens, and uh, and Donald Trump does a humble brag. Okay. Appreciate the congrats for being right on radical Islamic terrorism. I don't want congrats. I want toughness and vigilance. We must be smart. Appreciate the congrats. congrats on being right. It's, yeah, uh, it's it, it's just gross, right? It's just mm-hmm. awful, uh, tacky, and disgusting, and this everything you associate, everything negative you associate with Trump, and he has nosedived in in polls, and what. I think, and, and now there, there's all the stories about Republicans trying to maneuver at the convention. Uh, I don't think they're going to be able to do it, but they're trying. Okay. Um, this this is a disaster for the Republican Party because any serious conservative certainly doesn't support Donald Trump. Uh, and 
the big thing has been well, we got to defeat Hillary Clinton. So well, so we'll take whatever we, whatever it needs to defeat Hillary Clinton. The problem people are finding is that uh, the the alternative is so odious that they are doing anything they possibly can, anything they possibly can to not have to vote for either Trump or Hillary, to not have to vote for Hillary Clinton without also make meaning that means you're voting for Trump, right? Uh, so the stuff that I tweeted yesterday was, let's see if I can get all these ducks in a row here. Come on, internet, go faster. So, uh, look at what you've done, GOP. You've made everyone an enemy. Even those who don't, even those who care to do what you wouldn't. Like the... The janitors, you know, the, the people in the lower rungs of society who will do okay. the stuff you wouldn't. Okay. They've made everyone an enemy. Mm-hmm. Uh, I said, you know, Hillary is not your enemy. Uh, to Trump, it doesn't matter if he's right. It, it doesn't matter if it's right. He has the right by virtue of his popularity alone. And I sort of mixed a, a metaphor here because I was saying to, to the people who are... The GOP, never mind that you, shouldn't the GOP care that, they're like, well, the GOP, I, I, I dislike Trump and I dislike Trump's fans, but I'll vote for him instead of Hillary. <laughs> um, there's something lost in there. Uh, I, this is the thing that, that um, I said, remember his millions of voters, million, he, he talks about his millions of voters who voted for him, mm-hmm. right? His millions of voters are either true believers, well, you won't be able to dissuade them, or just those who wanted something different. But those people who wanted something different didn't want this. So they're not going to vote for Trump. Right. So you're stuck with his true believers, and that is a tiny minority of that number that voted for him. Anyway, I... I, Yeah, I think you're right. I think uh, there were people who wanted something different... But, you know, eight months ago, up to mm-hmm. three months ago, two months ago, and then, you know, the monster came out after that. Yeah. You know, that's completely not... I mean, there's probably people that are ignoring that neighbor down the street with the Trump sticker on the yeah. back of his truck. <laughs> it It didn't... It didn't hurt Trump that there were, you know, 16 different Republican candidates and and uh and they were all fighting infighting each other and so they were all swimming support and so mm-hmm. um a dark horse candidate could come along and and uh and clean up the leftovers right Ugh. yeah it's 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 gross it's just gross so let's move on to something different notice you're playing with the magnets may i wanna um I, I introduced something science-y uh, last week and uh, realized that uh, you probably didn't quite understand. In fact, you told me directly you didn't quite understand what I was getting at. Uh, and I, I understand. Um, I hope that, it, if nothing else, I introduced you to the concept. Uh, and maybe that's swimming around in your head somewhere. But I do want, to th- want you to think about this. I've talked about magnets a lot. Uh, and uh, I've talked about how you can see them in, in, in a classical way as sort of these, these fields and, and a... There's a particle way of looking at them with um, with charges based on the electrons and the uh, photons, which are the messenger char- 
carriers, right? The photons carry information. Mm-hmm. Uh, so part of that, if we can just focus on that particle uh, understanding for now. Uh, part of that concept is that uh, there are objects that have charge. Yes, Tra- mm-hmm. objects that have electrical charge. And objects that have electrical charge are influenced by other electrical charges. Uh, and anything that does not have an electrical charge is not influenced by electrical charges. Okay, yes. Right? Mm-hmm. Photons, while they transmit the information about electrical charge, do not themselves have charge. Yes. Right? So when I take two magnets, and these are so stuck together, I don't know if I'll be able to pull them apart. Um, Maybe if I can slide them, right? Will that work? Yeah. (laughs) They They are very tightly bound. Okay, so if I take these magnets... Not here, you can play the pairs of magnets. Yeah, okay. So, effectively, if you think about it from sort of the photon perspective, there is... What this means is that there is this sphere of photons coming from either of these magnets, right? And, And this leads to an intuitive understanding, which is that as they get further away, the the energy of the attraction drops off by the square of the distance. Because these are sort of radiating these circles, mm-hmm. and these circles are interacting less and less as I pull them apart. Right? When they get to a certain distance from each other, uh, they... So here they're repelling, here they're attracting. When they get to a certain distance from each other, the other uh, they other forces take over in terms of... The, the attracting power is, is so minuscule that it mm-hmm. you know, fails all the other forces. Well, that's, that's cool, and that, you know, that does make intuitive sense. So these... Photons are going out in, in effectively spheres, uh, and because they're not they're they're transferring information, but they're not affected by charge. So I want to then ask you a question, a hypothetical. What would happen if photons were affected by if photons did have charge? How do you think this would behave? I don't know. They don't any, have charge, any so they don't have charge. So it's not our reality. It it uh, it is not our reality that photons have charge. True, but if you were to naively just extend that, just make up a toy model of a universe where photons did have charge, how would this interaction? How would how would that? Would it still be one over r squared? I have no idea. Are you not just you're not interested in, in I, I don't, thinking about it? I don't know anything about it. I don't know. I, I was just wondering if you have any idea, any thoughts. No, none. I, none? Don't, I don't understand. Well, I don't understand how a photon can have charge and what that would mean if it did. Well, so that would mean that the photon, instead of just being radiating, would instantly, whatever charge it had, it would try to get to uh, the opposite charge to equal itself out. Right, just like these magnets are trying to, and they're around my finger. They're trying to equal themselves out. They can't because my finger's in the way, but they're trying to. So just like the magnets, the information would also be attracted in the okay. same way. Um, now you said this isn't physical. It turns out it is because color charge gluons have a color charge 
So inside a nucleon, or basically with quarks, quarks communicate with each other through gluons that transmit the color force. Those gluons have a color charge. So that means that the information is also tied up, bound up in that same uh, interaction with the, with the charged particles themselves. Okay. And so that means that instead of the force dropping as you separate them, the force would never drop. The force is constant. And you simply have to put more and more energy into the system to bring them further apart. That is confinement. That is why the, the energy inside a nucleon, inside, uh, the, inside that quark boundary, is so much higher than, uh, than electromagnetic energy. Because they're so tightly bound, because even the information can't get out of that boundary. Okay. Well, yeah, I mean, I've heard about the gluons and more energy to, to break. The, the farther you pull them apart, the more energy, the, the more they attract back at each other. It's not that, it's not that they attract more, so they attract the same, but you're right. using more energy to get them further and further apart. Uh, and fundamentally, at, at those levels, you can put enough energy to submit it that it creates a quark-anti-quark quark pair to pop them apart. The cool thing about the color charge is that it's three phase instead of two phase, like magnetic charge. Right? There's not there's just north and south for magnetic or positive and negative for electrical charge. Uh, but uh oh, uh oh, oh, that's cool. <laughs> is it? Yeah, it's fine. It's 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 non toxic. Are we sure? Yes. <laughs> I'm gonna go wash my hands. All right, Chef's gonna go watch purple. They're, they're glowing hands. purple right now, like yeah. the predator blood. I love that. You put put on uh, tissue. The, the, the tissue will start to glow. Yeah. Jeff's going to go wash his hands. It's fine. These are non-toxic. They wouldn't sell them if they were. The dollar store, I'm sure they really up. Ingredients are non-toxic, uh, may permanently, blah, blah, blah. Contact with eye or skin may cause temporary discomfort. In case of eye or skin contact, flush with water for 15 minutes. Uh, do not put in mouth or ingest contents. Do not leave glow sticks in direct sunlight or exposed to high temperatures um glow sticks anyway uh the point that i'm trying to make with jeff and jeff is um characteristically uh not interested in what i'm talking about which is fine uh uh like i said i was more to sort of introduce him to the to the concept and i would just when you think about the way that charges work uh these there's interesting things that come out of just these thought experiments and the physical manifestation of these things actually does have relevance, and that is uh, how we understand the forces that dominate our lives. What do you think, Jeff? I think I willed that thing to break. I was just thinking about, like, I wonder how much I'd have to twist this thing to break. <laughs> and I wasn't really twisting it that much. So you were thinking about my neck as you were listening to me? No, not your neck. I was like, I wonder how much I'd have to crank this thing to get it to, do, <laughs> to fail. And I wasn't... At least I don't think I was cranking it that hard, and, and then I hear split. I'm like, oh, purple. All right, let's go another direction. Let, let, let's try something different, non-sciencey. How are you on your Greek? <laughs> I can do Pig Latin. Do you know the Greek alphabet? I know. No, not all of it. You know enough of it, right? 
Probably Here's not. a question. Do you think that you could read this? No. I bet you could. You bet I could. Mm-hmm. Okay, so we have a delta. Yes. We have the... I don't know what they're called. There's a W thing? That's omega. Omega. Mm-hmm. This is an uppercase what's delta. The, what's the what's so, this one? So this is an uppercase. What's the ohm sign? That's omega, right? No. This? No, 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 no. Like, isn't this a Greek letter? Yes, that's omega. Yes. So that's omega too. No. Omega. The W. The W. This. The second letter. The second letter. Oh yes, this is lowercase omega. Yes. Oh. See, I didn't know there was capital and lowercase letters. Yeah. yeah. These are all lowercase. Um, actually, this might be. This is uh, could be uppercase. Anyway, uh, delta, omega, delta, epsilon, kappa, alpha, theta, epsilon, iota, sigma, mu, omicron, uh, uh, not quite. Mm, I think it's uh, sigma also, uh, and. Dodecatheo Thay is Ooh, or something like that. Dodecatheism essentially. Twelve gods. Dodecatheism. And why did you think I could read that? I found because I saw this and I thought it was nonsense, and then I saw exactly what it meant afterwards, and I was like, oh. Oh, I can <laughs> I I I, I, I like because I knew what all these letters were, and it turned out that it was basically a lot like English. You just had to get the sounds right. Okay. Yeah, I don't know how to pronounce any of the letters, though. So. Yeah. Well, I, I found it fascinating to me, because okay. um, as you learn uh, physics, you inevitably get... So you start to learn what all these... Um, what all these letters are because they okay. are associated with various quantities and various things uh, and yeah I, I didn't I, I would have said oh that's nonsense and I look at it and I'm like oh that's dodecatheism okay alright I thought it was funny sorry you're not you're not giving me anything today alright <laughs> let's see if this is uh, interesting to, I thought this was funny Okay, so we got an ISIS-shaped flag about the NRA or something. Yeah, it says Second Amendment on top instead of the like God is great, uh, okay. and then has a little national reference. Anyway, uh, let's see some other tweets I liked. Donald Trump would wear a shit necklace. Would wear a shit necklace if it said "Congrats, Donald Trump" on it. <laughs> um, oh, there's some some guy who's tweeting uh, as the kid who survived Jurassic Park. So, like, let me go to some of his tweets. This guy who's tweeting, uh, one of his things is, if I could sum up my childhood in one sentence, it would be, my parents got divorced, and then a few months later, dinosaurs tried to eat me. <laughs> <laughs> Look for the underscore Tim underscore Murphy on Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> formative, formative experience in his life, I'm sure. Um... 
So on Game of Thrones, the waif turned out not. Yeah, it turned out to be uh, the simplest, most lamest, most like horrifically lame explanation, which is it always it always real. (laughs) (laughs) And but there's still the metaphor of it, the symbolism. Yes, there's the metaphor, but the metaphor is extraordinarily clumsy. Without if if it's expressed simply in that way, you have to agree, right? I guess you don't have to. I mm. certainly think so. I, I was disgusted by the episode. <laughs> Were you? I, I thought it was it was awful, awful storytelling. Some of the worst, most transparent storytelling the show has ever done. Okay. And uh, I was not amused. <laughs> Craig does not approve. No. Um. Yeah, I guess you're right. Oh, I like this tweet. Um, I think I may have said this before, but it's still a good joke anyway. Uh, the joke is, where do mansplainers get their water? Where do what? Mansplainers. You know what a mansplainer is? Have you heard that term? Um, I think I know what it means. I haven't heard it, though. Yeah, so it's... it's men, it, the, the idea is men will explain to women what they're missing. They, they oh, will, okay. Yeah. They... Uh, they will mansplain something. Uh, and so the the question is, where do mansplainers get their water? And the answer is, from a, well, actually. <laughs> Could also be, where do science explainers like me get their water? <laughs> okay. Uh, okay, you're not giving me much. You're not responding to much today. I tried different things. Sorry. And you're not I don't diff- feel like I'm out of it. Um, uh, we can leave the fifth dimension consciousness yeah, well, I think stuff that's, until... I think that's post-show material for yeah. sure. Uh, I, I said, after the Penguins won, because I kept hearing, go Pens, go Pens. Like, uh, stop, Pens. <laughs> you're done. <laughs> you did it. You can uh, stop now. That's what you should have yelled at the parade. You can stop now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, okay. Here's here's something I saw. Um, this this okay, bugs the shit out of me. Right. This this picture. Okay. I I don't know what bugs are you about it. Maybe I don't even. Maybe right. that's someone you know, and I no, no, don't no, no, know no. who that is. Or uh, this is a video game. The 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 game is um it's an old uh, it's a Richard Garriott MMO. Uh, called Tabula Rasa. But this is one of the promos for it, and it's this attractive girl with sort of a skit, like a Mia Jovovich body mm-hmm. uh, with like a, holding a gun uh, in this like lava thing. Uh, and what pissed me off most about it was the the really like blatantly sexist stuff that's going on here which comes into okay so she's going out like into a fucking lava escape right okay and before she does she gets her fucking hair done she gets all her makeup on she puts pouty lipstick and shit on no she just always looks like that uh to go into this fucking lava hellscape doesn't even get dirty in this lava hellscape like here's the thing you don't have to have the girls always look like they're 
dolled up to the extreme. If she had dirt on her and stuff and her hair was just tied back, it would be just as sexy. It doesn't need to have all that extra makeup and hair shit going on. And then, to me, that's even more sexy, right? Because then, I mean, you're in this environment. It's a fucking hellscape. It smells of sulfur and gross shit. <laughs> you're not... <laughs> you get home and have a shower and that's mm-hmm. when you fuck. <laughs> right? That's the hot uh-huh. thing. Not this fucking, oh, I'm going to fuck you right here in the lava pit shit. You don't watch enough post-apocalyptic shows on TV, apparently. Because <laughs> this is the norm. <laughs> I did watch Lost, and Lost let people get dirty. Yes, it did. Oh. You're right. Lost understood that. Revolution did not. Yeah. <laughs> and The Walking Dead, not so yeah. much. So, yeah, this thing, kind of thing, it just bugs me. It, because, because it speaks to a, a fundamental unreality. Did you see the label for the Pittsburgh Comic-Con beer? No. I should search for that real quick. All right. So when you said this pissed you off, I wasn't sure exactly for what reasons, but it made me think of the Pittsburgh Comic-Con beer label. Did you search for, did you put beer on the search yeah, too? Yeah, images. Yeah, third one over. <laughs> That's the label of the beer Yeah. for Pittsburgh Comic-Con. Yeah, it, it's this girl in this. I I don't even. know. She's in a, like a, a teddy, but it's like lace front. Yeah, yeah. Holding a giant like liter and a half stein. It's of overflowing. <laughs> <laughs> Hasn't dripped on her yet, but I mean, it's going to. Uh, and she's not even really sitting on that. She's just resting like the tip of her buttocks on it. Yes. Um. She looks like she has every STD between here and <laughs> Philadelphia, if you ask me. Yeah, that, that does not immediately... I mean, yes, I find the female body attractive, but that thing together, it it doesn't attract me at all. I, I was really shocked with the, when I saw this because it was like mid all the you know sexism uh-huh. on beer labels and, and all that stuff, right? Oh... And you've heard about the beer called the Brown Note, right? Search for that one. Look at that label. I saw a picture of it the other day, and I was... If I had seen that version of the label before, I completely blocked it out. Hmm. Wow. Okay. It's got a uh, uh, somewhat overweight dude. Not, you know, not fat, but he's overweight. He's got love handles, and he's wearing... He's tall, tat, tatted up like crazy. Uh, don't see the, You don't see his head. You just see his body. Mm-hmm. He's uh, got in one hand. He had. It looks like it's the back of him. In one hand, he's got a toilet roll. Uh, he's wearing tidy whities, uh, and the tidy whities have chocolate stains <laughs> on the bottom. That's a beer label. That's it, it is in fact a beer label. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, and and there here's the can. Yep. So actually, on the can's the one I saw, right? Yeah, uh-huh. It was a picture. Um, and the space between his legs, I thought it was like a fountain of shit. Oh, like when I saw the picture because it, it was a it was a Twitter picture. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And that dark brown space between his legs looked like a fountain of shit. Yeah, it does. In this angle, from the way they took the shot, it does mm-hmm. look darker. 
But yeah. I mean, if you look at the label itself, it, it's not darker. It's the same color as the rest yeah. of the background. Uh, but it's still brown. But, um, yeah. I, got, I, don't, I don't know if it's worse. <laughs> it's all, they're both awful. Yeah. But, hey, uh, th- that an open society means that these, you sort of accept these things. You say, all right. That's uh, not not what I would put on my label, but I'm not the one who's going yeah, to. Yeah, sure. The idea of the brown note is yeah. funny. Uh-huh. Do I want to be uh, graphically reminded of it when I'm drinking a beer? Uh, probably not, no. but some people do, and and let, let them have their beer. Really, I mean, <laughs> yeah, I guess. Yeah, if 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 they don't, they don't. If they do, they do. <sighs> Here it is with the beer itself. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right, who, so, who makes that beer? Uh, against the grain. That's uh, right. Louisville. That's right. Against the grain. All right, so I showed so that I talked about. Um, oh, I got my credit back. Credit back. Credit back. I got my credit back. Credit back. Credit back. Got my chilies. Get my credit back. Credit back, ribs. <laughs> I got my credit back. Chilies. Credit, credit back, ribs. Barbecue sauce. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. Is there a, a, a credit card breach or something? In no, there or? was a, a, a. You know, I went through the period. I didn't have a job, and there's all that stuff, and I didn't oh. have any credit. Uh, going I on. see. And uh, I, um, you know, got all my debts handled and all that stuff, and I went into. Uh, period of okay now I'm going to try to grow my credit and the way I did that was uh, I got a secure card secure credit card which means essentially you put down the amount of your credit limit okay before um, so I put I put a thousand dollars down so I have a thousand dollar credit limit on the card um, and I monitored up for you know then got onto a credit monitoring service and it turns out after three months my credit Score was at seven fifty. So I ditched the card and got a <laughs> got an actual credit card, uh, and I'm getting the thousand dollars back. And now I have you know a much higher credit limit in the cool. uh, in the several thousands, uh, and more to come. So yeah, it's good to good to know that like now I can get loans and you know when my card breaks down now I don't have to fucking eat that anymore. Right. So. Right. And it was cool. a situation where I, you know, I, I didn't have a credit history as far as the, the, the origin. So I had to build mm-hmm. up something. Right. Uh, you know, it's not that I'm not making money or, or they don't have stuff in the bank. It's just I didn't have a credit history. I had to build that mm-hmm. in some way. So. Right. Cool. Good yeah. for you. And I got a, a fancy black card, too. Ooh. Yeah. It's a, uh, I got the Traveler's one. Ooh. I know. It's spiffy. So, yeah, look at this sucker. Ooh, it has an orange ring around the edge. Look at that. Gives you like 24-hour concierge service. Uh, there's lots of cool stuff that goes on there. Um, gives you protection for rental cars. Uh, okay. You don't have to ever sign up for insurance. This insurance was covered. Um, all the all the perks. Wow. I know. Visa Signature. Ooh. 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 Ooh-ee. Awesome. Beer time? Yeah. 
Beer time? Yes, it's beer time. It's beer time. Oh, wait, 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 wait. First, let me ask you this question. Yes. What is Uber's endgame? What is Uber's endgame? They're dealing with um, automatic cars now, right? Right. What's their endgame? Get a significant market share of the self-driving car market. That seems to be what they're doing, right? For what for what purpose? Because it's going to be a huge market. As? Secondary. As what? As, yeah, as what? It's going to be a huge market for revenue opportunity. Because what is it going to be doing? What are they going to be using the, the self-driving cars for? They're going to be selling them to individuals. You think so? I think that I think you said their end game. Their end yeah, game is yeah. not just to replace the Uber drivers. Their end game is to partner with a car manufacturer and sell self-driving cars to the consumer. I'm wondering if some of their end game may be non-consumer related. They're not really focused on trucks. Um, I was actually talking with one of the guys at Uber about this. There's a bunch of other players in the market for trucks. There's um, Oh, what the hell? It's a European company that's already done, you know, like, you know, a fair amount of trials out there. Uh, also, if you talk to the Uber people, they're. I'm trying to figure out how to phrase this, but I don't want to say they drank the Kool Aid, but, you know, they talk about 30,000 people who die on the roads every year mm-hmm. and reducing that. So there's. I think the people who are working at Uber are putting in the long hours partially to. Uh, change the world to make the world a better place safer place no i'm not saying that's any reason that uber itself is investing hundreds of millions of dollars in it's a justification it's it's a justification certainly but it's part of the reason that people are motivated to work there Mm -hmm. so i mean i can see that it's like i you know the, the industry i work in the travel industry i'm very happy with because essentially you're it's people doing vacations and spreading business. That mm-hmm. it, there's no, there's not a lot of like negative things associated with it. Like I, like I used to work in sort of lawyer, lawyer companies that were doing insurance fraud stuff like that, and it was mm-hmm. right. So I think their end game, whether it's going to be owning a robot car or it's going to be calling up a robot car, when, just the times you need it. That's the world I would like to get to. Yeah, sure. As long as it's not more expensive than owning a car. Do you think that they will still maintain some aspect of the driver service as well? Maybe a sort of a luxury option? I think there'll always be a market for a show. I mean, I don't know about always. Uh, Their end game, I can't. do not think their end game is simply to get rid of their drivers. Mm-hmm. It's much bigger than that. It's to get a 50% market share of the yeah. self-driving car market is what they're trying to do. Effectively, the drivers and everything are the way for Uber to develop their app. That they will then remove the drivers from altogether. Yeah, I mean... Yeah, I mean, it's version one... Right, mm-hmm. I would love to know. I would love to know, like when the Uber business plan was coming together and the startup was in, you know, like when self-driving cars 
was yeah. a key part of the plan. Yeah, exactly. That, that, that's the I would love to know to. when that came in. Was that from the very beginning? If it because, was, that's remarkably prescient. Because my understanding, and this is more Lyft than Uber, but I thought it was both the same, was it wasn't, Lyft didn't start out to be so much a taxi service mm-hmm. run by, you know, both co- with contractor drivers. It was supposed to be more of a carpool service of hey, these people are all going the same direction. Mm-hmm. Let's get them in the same car. That was kind of the initial motivation for Lyft. And it never really took hold so much. You know, I think that's probably because of enterprising people saw a market opportunity of uh, a lower barrier to entry taxi service they could use the even like the Lyft service for. So they kind of mutated what Lyft wanted to do mm-hmm. with what, you know, made them money. But Uber's endgame. Yeah, I, I don't think it's just to replace the drivers. Mm-hmm. I think either it's going to be Johnny Cow. I mean, well, I mean, that is replacing the drivers, but yeah. not... Like, I want the price point where I can call up an Uber just to do whatever, right? Yeah, and, right. you know, to replace my car needs. Like, you, like, okay, time to take the Uber up to Jeff's house and mm-hmm. it not be for prohibitively expensive. Yep. You know, that kind of thing. That would be ideal, especially in societies that we live in, or I should say cities that we live in, like mm-hmm. Pittsburgh, where the only way to really get around is by car. Yeah. Yeah, it's Pittsburgh's not a mass transit market. Uh, it's, it's almost surprising that Uber's not a little more. Uber gets really expensive if you like get outside the immediate city area, mm-hmm. and it also seems more expensive here in Pittsburgh than it did in Philly. More less drivers. I think there right. is less drivers. I think, I think that yeah, the demand is. Mm-hmm. Higher, so the prices are higher. Right, it's probably and you're going to be driving longer distances. But still, like I mean, this is a thirty mile trek I take. Oh, absolutely, yeah. We, I think it costs like forty five bucks if yeah. you want to take an Uber each way. Yeah, which is like ain't going to work. So, like when the day comes where you can take a self driving car, and the the cost is on par with. Well, I I think that what they ultimately might do is. You subscribe. It's a service. Yeah. Uh, and you just, you you, ha- you subscribe to the car will come and pick you up and take you anywhere within a radius, right? Uh, and you'll probably will pay to get outside of that radius. Like if you, mm-hmm. if I wanted to take one of these drive, one of these cars down to my parents, for example, that would be more than just right. inside the Pittsburgh area. Right. But, you know, I'm looking for the, the price per mile to yeah. be on par with car ownership. You know, I mean, within within he, some percentage of, you know, I don't know. I mean, because you don't have to actually own the car. You don't have yeah. this depreciating asset. So, you know, the price can be higher. But, you know, it's like it doesn't cost, you know, it didn't cost you 80 bucks to make the trip up here. Right, right. And back, right. You know, so. But if it were to cost me, say, $200 a month for Uber service versus what I pay in insurance, what I might be paying in car payment, et cetera, would that be worth it? Mm-hmm. Right. Uh, possibly, right? It it could work out. But yes, when you add in the the cost of gas and all the other stuff, mm-hmm. probably it does. Right, makes sense. 
And the self-driving Ubers, Ubers yeah. will be able to work 20 hours a day, uh-huh. 22 hours a day. You just pull them to their depots and get repaired, yeah. main, maintained. And... and here's another thing, though. Okay, so with less time pressure, then, you, you would assume that people are then going to be less focused on time because they're not physically driving. Mm-hmm. So they can do other things while they're, you know, they can play on their computers and do whatever they want, read or talk to other people. Be, so they don't have to concentrate on that. Will that be a challenge to air travel in some sense? The, the argument you say it wouldn't be because we already have buses and that's not really a major challenge. Right. But that, no. that, that's not also a self-contained... Right. Imagine... And a self-driving Uber with like a sleeper cabin. Yeah, you know, like with a reclining chair that mm-hmm. with a lay, where you actually get a footrest and you can lay flat. Yeah, you know, like shit. Yeah, take me to Florida. Yeah, um, there. That might be a legitimate. At, at least, yeah, that that might challenge air travel to everything where there isn't a major time pressure. You can still be comfortable. Mm-hmm. Situation, and you can also you can always then, as opposed to in the air travel situation, you can always get out, stretch your legs, right? As long as there's no time pressure, you're fine, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, no, it would be interesting to see when the for what what long haul self driving yeah. things are, and that be. I mean, I'm just thinking about it, right? I mean, again, what would the price points be? Yeah. But I mean, if you could just say. Let's go to Yellowstone. You know, you don't have to worry about mm-hmm. the three and a half days of driving and staying awake and all yeah. that. And you just load up a bunch of movies or books or something. Mm-hmm. You don't even have to. You can don't have to face the road, right? You can swivel around, and uh-huh. you even have some movement area so the kids can play around a little bit. Yeah. Like, you know, imagine like an RV where, yeah. you know, you got a chauffeur, right? Yeah. You just... It's a Winnebago with a chauffeur, yeah. Exactly. A, yeah. That'd be awesome. <laughs> it's uh, the benefits of living in not a manufacturing economy, but a service economy are actually quite large. I wonder what the price points would be. I mean, I was shocked when I looked at like Amtrak sleeper cabin uh-huh. prices. Like, who pays that? It's insane. Well, think about this. I know Amtrak is horribly run and all that stuff, but yeah. still, you would think like no one's taking the train with a sleeper cabin, and then the price is like you want know, to take a sleeper cabin to Chicago, and it's like one hundred and seventy-five dollars or more. You know, it's been a while since I looked at it, but I actually looked at you know train to Chicago, uh-huh. and it was crazy expensive. Yeah. Well, that's that's not too much to me. I mean, that makes sense. That price. My, let me let me check here because it, for, a, for uh, your own private sleeper cabin. Let me look it up. I might be making numbers up. Yeah, I thought it, it was not significantly cheaper than flying. It, it, one thing that you have to also consider when you're considering these numbers is uh, you and I, and really everyone living in this country, is very very rich. Even the most mm-hmm. poor people are very very rich. To give you an example, these. Uh, devices we have, mm-hmm. you know, they cost six hundred dollars of our money. Um, Mine was subsidized, so I didn't feel it. But it's subsidized over time. Yeah. Uh, 
and it's still it's a it, this cost six hundred dollars plus I had to get a two year contract. Mm-hmm. It would have cost even more without it, um, which is still less than like a a computer would have cost. Like you, you see those old Tandy ads, mm-hmm. and you know these these cheapo or, or they, they were powerful computers at the time, but you know three thousand, four thousand uh, dollars. Even as the money has inflated, the prices of these things have gone down for mm-hmm. us. It, it right. we are living in a very uh, in a very high standard, so we have a lot of money to go around, which is all. Because we are producing an incredible amount of stuff, even though we are not necessarily manufacturing, mm-hmm. we are definitely producing. So whenever people are like, "You have to, we have to be manufacturing again," I say, "No, we don't. We're actually doing much better, not being a, a manufacturing focused economy." Right. Yeah, that's a good point. I can't find the price easily. I found the track, but you know, Amtrak's website sucks. But it must have been more than that. I'm like, why wouldn't you take the train? And like, I thought, oh, the train, that'd be a cool way. You got time, if, Like you said, not time sensitive. Take the train, just look out the window. Be nice to have a little cot to lay down yeah. in. And the price was insane. It's like, take a plane. Yeah, the, the problem I have with trains is uh, that they're, they're still not convenient. <laughs> they don't have the convenient. I mean, planes aren't convenient either, but they're fast. Mm-hmm. Uh, cars wouldn't be fast. Auto driving cars wouldn't be fast. So they would be extraordinarily convenient. Uh, buses are just you're packed together in a thing, so that that's not. I took the train from New York to Boston, you know, the yeah. fast one, and it was it was pretty convenient. I mean, it worked out. Well, that, that's a yeah. that's a relatively short trip. Yeah, too. yeah, short trip, pretty straight. Uh, yeah, that's and it's, it's a well traveled yeah. corridor. Yeah, right. You know, I mean, so there's lots of people taking the train from New York to Boston, Boston to New York, right. where flying is has this extra burden of yes, airport and security and all that stuff. So, but if I were to take the train to Boston, that would that would over be God, I can't even imagine. Probably be ten, eleven, twelve hours, maybe. Yeah, I think it said it, it's it's like nine or eleven hours yeah. from Pittsburgh to Chicago. Yeah, and it's ten hours driving. Mm-hmm. And a plane. With, is, Ten hours driving yeah. with your stops and whatnot. Yeah, and a plane uh, an hour fifteen. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> there, it, it's and planes are super safe, and so it becomes like it, it's it's a it's fucking annoying, but it's so worth it. Right. Yeah, you're right. The seat on the uh, the train to Boston was a lot more comfier than an airplane, though. I bet. I bet, yeah, I I do New York to Boston on a train. That that sounds mm-hmm. yeah definitely doable. Yeah, it was good. Not Just cheap. Like, it wasn't cheap though. I, I no, I guess not. But, but like you could probably do, you know, Philly to DC very easy. Mm-hmm. Right, that's pretty much a straight shot. Yeah, up and down the coast. Yeah, from DC to Boston, it's mm-hmm. pretty pretty rail friendly. Yeah. Probably, well, probably the only place in the country that's all that real friendly. Probably, I mean, there, there's there's a whole lot of infrastructure there that that because there's been hundreds of years of actual activity yeah. going on. But um, I mean, I'm talking about like uh, commuter rail or yeah. person rail. Well, yeah, and, where, it's, and it's relatively flat. And yeah, uh, I mean, everywhere else there's also tons of train tracks, but not very many people ride those rails. Yeah, and 
and they they don't directly intersect the major population areas consistently. Mm-hmm. There's large areas where there's simply nothing. Right. There's just wilderness. Right. We well, gotta get those rights away. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, when, when you look at those things of like you know from space, the East Coast, like at night, and it's just. <laughs> Like this uh-huh. blaring, like, uh, like it's as if the East Coast all turned spotlights up on the sky. <laughs> yeah. Disgusting. Disgusting and yet uh, not, right? I mean, do you look at an algae bloom in the ocean uh, that's glowing and say that's disgusting? Maybe you do, but that's also a sign in, of... In Lake Erie, yes. But it's also, <laughs> it's also a sign of an enormous amount of activity, mm-hmm. right? It's, it's, a, it's a sign of health. Right. Of something, right? I like dark skies. I like seeing the Milky Way. Yes, see, I do too. But you also have to recognize that having that energy is economic energy, and that is lifting you up. Yeah, but everything you see up in the sky is wasted. Yeah. No. You can find dark skies if you if, if you really wanted but to. But you're sending you, all the energy that's going up into the sky is not oh the electricity that you're paying yeah. for to yeah. light places. Sure, sure. You well, I mean that's that's thermodynamics. You're going to lose energy no matter what you do. So right, but you could better direct it. You where you, you want possibly to. could, but especially when we're talking about most of the energy from from lights, it, it, it's just changing now. But most of the energy from lights is still heat. Yeah. Yeah, you're right on that. If it's not LEDs, then it's yeah. mostly heat. Black body. Okay. Beer? Beer. Beer. <laughs>